I believe that we are all energetic and that we all have these supernatural abilities, especially working in the quantum field. We can literally expand our auras to project a message or our specific frequency out into the quantum field. It takes us to hold the power within ourselves, activate ourselves, our DNA, and to hold that frequency in our physical bodies so that we can project this information out of our aura. Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. We are here to shift the paradigm of business and marketing and social media in this digital age of infinite possibility and bridge our inner technology, our intuition with outer technology through rituals, personal development tools, conscious business practices, spiritual tools, and the magical tool of social media. I am your host, Xenia, storyteller, conscious social media teacher, speaker, and a multidimensional traveler. Welcome to the new paradigm. My name is Xenia. Welcome back to Woken Wired Podcast. Today, I am so excited to have Lara Chung as our guest. We are talking about all things TikTok, spirituality, social media, manifestation, and beyond. If you are caught up on the episodes, you may have already listened to the TikTok series. There's part one and part two out. I owe you part three, so that's coming soon. I've seen such immense possibility of expansion, and I've been closing crazy, amazing deals with brands because of TikTok. And I truly think that the possibility is still unexplored and there's so much potential to tap into whether you're an entrepreneur, a creative, a coach, a healer, any of those things there's space for as long as you're willing to share your voice unapologetically. So in this episode, I have Laura Chung as my guest and she shares her story. She is a New York-based spiritual coach with a master's in industrial and organizational psychology who achieved what most people would call a successful life in corporate America, but didn't feel happy or, or fulfilled. So she quit her job, started traveling the world, being nomadic, and ended up doing a kundalini yoga teacher, working with shamans, astrologers, energy healers, sages, and eventually becoming a Reiki master herself. She will share her journey in this episode, as well as put some of her magic dust on all of us in the belief that everyone is brought on this earth to co-create your dream life with energy work. So if you're curious about all this tech talk stuff, definitely catch up on the previous two solo episodes I have on my tech talk experiment. I've personally grown from zero to almost 50,000 in just a couple of months. I haven't seen growth like that on any other platforms in my 15 years on social media. So it's definitely something worth considering and it's a lot of fun. And if you want more, go to wokenwire.com slash TikTok and I will be creating some materials for you to get over there so that you can start implementing everything we talked about yourself right away. That's wokenwire.com slash TikTok 
And I'll be working on that download shortly, so just sign up and stay patient and then let me know how it goes. In this episode, we talk about how Laura got on TikTok, the strategy that helped her grow on TikTok and even surpass her Instagram account, which she has had for a much longer time. We talk about her TikTok content creation process, channeling content for social media, social media being a manifestation tool. And I actually shared more about my own personal manifestation process on social media and how I merge it with strategy to grow my business and get the results I want. On Laura's podcast, that is dropping end of June, 2020. So if you want to listen to that, I'm going to link to Laura's podcast in the show notes as well. We also discuss the concept of everyone being intuitive, redefining success, and following a path less traveled. If any of this episode speaks to you, please share what you took away on Instagram or any other social media platform and tag both myself at WokenWired and Laura at K-U-M-I Dreams, Kumi Dreams. Laura, I'm so excited to have you on Walk and Wired. I've been witnessing your quarantine journey on TikTok and it looks like you've been having so much fun and along the way you've grown quite the community. So in today's conversation, I'm just excited to dive into all the things of going from corporate America to being a spiritual coach and some TikTok along the way. Thank you so much, Ksenia. I first of all want to express my gratitude to you and your platform. You were so instrumental in my own spiritual journey, especially in 2019 when I found your podcast and I binge listened to it and was exposed to this whole other world of spirituality and being woke and wired. So thank you so much. Wow, that's so cool. Do you remember how you found the podcast? I honestly think I Googled Googled in the podcast platform, just spirituality, and I think that that's how I found you. But then we also have cacao love in common. So Florencia is a mutual person in our circle, and I know that you're a fellow cacao lover as well. Yeah, and actually how I found out that you were so instrumental in her growth was very synchronistic. If you don't mind me sharing that little story for moment. Please love synchronistic stories. Yeah. So in 2019, as I mentioned, I was going through this like binge listening, binge learning, spirituality journey of mine. And I was actually in California, in Northern California, because I thought I wanted to move there. And I was just researching on how to activate your pineal gland. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's the gland, the master gland near your third eye. And to awaken it is to awaken your intuition and your inner wisdom. And I had read that cacao is one of those plants that assist in awakening your third eye. And it just so happened that I was in Northern California with a a coworker that I had used to work with in private equity. And she was like, are you interested in cacao? And I didn't understand what cacao was because I thought it was chocolate. So I go to this ceremony and it's this beautiful woman. Her name is Giovanna Garcia. She has this beautiful cabin in the Mill Valley. And I saw that it was this like pot of 
liquid cacao and she had this altar in the middle and we were all sitting in a circle and it was just this beautiful ceremony. And she had told me that she had just traveled to Guatemala with her teachers, Tata Pedro and so Florencia's teachers. And I was so interested in this ceremony and cacao that I researched their story and I saw that they were doing a ceremony in New York City, I think at Golden Drum. And I was like, oh, I have to go. And then I wanted to participate in more circles in New York City. And that's how I found Florencia at the assemblage. And then, you know, talking to Florencia, she was like, oh, did you find us through Ksenia and her podcast? And I was like, that is so synchronistic because I had literally been binge listening to your podcast for the past couple months. And I just knew that whatever was guiding me in this direction, I was meant to follow it. So there you go. Here we are today. I love that. I love that right from the get go, we're talking about this invitation to follow what feels right. And that's what TikTok has been in my life. But before we get to the topic, I can't wait to talk about, I just want to give everyone a bit of a glimpse of what you do. So your Instagram profile is Kumi Dreams, if you guys want to follow along. And it says, spiritual healer, co-create your dream life with energy work, Reiki master and Kundalini yoga teacher, awaken and align podcast, Jupiter Thursdays videos on expansion. So there's so many things we can dive into. But first, what is it that you actually do on a day-to-day basis? I get this question asked a lot, actually. And to be quite honest with you, I don't know what to actually call myself. So as the social media expert, I would love your tips on this. I had actually watched an Instagram growth person on Instagram talking about the first line on your Instagram is how people find you. So I thought, what can I put in there that people would be interested in learning about me and what I do. I don't claim to be this like spiritual guru, know-it-all, or a healer for that matter. I just help people in their own healing. But I just put those words there because I thought if anyone was interested in spirituality and healing, then I want to be connected to this person. So what I actually do is I take all of the knowledge and experiences that I've been through the course of my life, which has been many, many career changes, many different directions that I've taken pivots. My own Instagram has taken many, many pivots. So I take all that knowledge with my more traditional master's degree in psychology and my Reiki master's training and my Kundalini yoga training to help people really at the core of it align to their truth, what they're all about, what their special sauces, their gifts that they brought into this world in a more aligned place, but also as a human to live their dream life, because we all are here at this time in history, where we can actually fulfill our dreams, and it's okay. So I hope I answered that question. But it really is to teach people how to just live their best life in an authentic place. I love that you started this share by saying, you know, I don't really know what to call myself. And I very much resonate with that. Even though I'm someone who coaches others and leads others to feeling more clarity in how they express themselves online. 
I think right now we're at this pivotal moment in history where we all are being called to deconstruct the labels that have kept us boxed in and think in a more expansive 5D way where words don't really matter as much. And even a couple of months ago, I had this huge hang up myself that I completely made up in my mind of, I need to know what my Instagram handle is and I need to bring all my handles together to move forward. And ultimately, after some really deep personal spiritual digging, I realized, okay, this is not about a name. What if I start acting and creating content from a place like the name is already there and trust that everything else will click in when it's time. And with your work, it's so clear that your intentions are very potent your tools are potent and the way that you're able to distill them to make them actionable for people are very potent. So whatever is on the top layer of this doesn't even matter that much anymore in the 5D paradigm. Exactly. 100%. I could not agree more with what you said. And I think I was so stuck in the labels and obsessing about my handles and my names and and also just getting hung up on the different iterations that my Instagram went through. And I just realized none of that matters is the the core of what matters is the vibration of the messages that you're sending out. And I can tell you that I feel yours so deeply. And I've shared that with you on your TikTok, because you could just feel the joy coming from your TikTok. Mm, I feel the same way about yours. <laughs> I remember when you did this IGTV, that was very raw and real. And you were like, listen, like most of my Instagram pictures and videos, I made up and I have my outfit on. But this is how I actually look most of the days. I wear my yoga pants and I have no hair or makeup done. And there was just like such potency to it, to not just what you were saying, but the frequency behind it. And I just love that. And I want to elevate you. I want to elevate others to do more of that. But before we dive deeper into TikTok world and all of that, I would love to hear about your journey of how did you grow from corporate America into this deep spiritual path? And what role did Kundalini and Reiki play in all of it? Oh, yes. (laughs) How much time do you have? (laughs) (laughs) We've got time. Well, I really do have to start my story with my parents because I feel that all of our stories begin with our parents. And I think that as a daughter of immigrant parents, as you can relate to, they make up so much of who we are. And so my parents are originally from South Korea and they came here in the 70s to follow their own dreams, the American dream. I grew up with this mentality not to fault my parents, but this mentality of you need to just put your head down, work really hard, make a lot of money, and have all of the financial security that life has to offer. And so I did not grow up in a household where really it was follow your dreams, but only in the capacity of financial security. So I really wanted to become an artist And I pushed that aside because I followed my parents' advice to go to liberal arts school to have a more, I guess, practical life, work, career, whatever you want to call it. And mind you, I grew, I was born in 82. 
grew up in the 90s, 2000s. I went to college in 2000. So it's just so amazing that when I look back at how different it is than it is now and the mentality of everybody, it, it's just like mind blowing. So the mentality back then was not this like, follow your dreams, create an online program, create your dream life online, be an influencer, like those options just didn't exist. So I went to college, I wasn't interested in anything like finance or anything like that. But the one thing that did really interest me was psychology. I wanted to understand what motivated people, what made people sad versus happy. And I really got into psychotherapists like Freud and Jung and learning about how there's these deeper realms within ourselves that we just are not even aware of. They're like unconscious. And so again, like in psychology, you can't really do anything with a bachelor's degree. So my my counselor and my parents were like, you have to go get your doctorate and and you have to make a lot of money. And a lot of this was maybe not as overt as I'm explaining it, but a more subconscious suggestion. So I found industrial and organizational psychology is the psychology in the workplace, what makes leaders the best leaders, what motivates teams, what makes teams work together. And I was really interested in that because so much of our lives are about our work and our career. And so I went to grad school in San Diego and I was in the doctorate program, but probably two years in, I realized that I did not want to continue. I just didn't want to be in school for the rest of my life. So I moved back to New York in 2007, and this was the beginning of the financial crash in New York City, and I couldn't find a job, but somehow with the skills I had and just being like a hustler, I got a job in private equity, and I was offered $50,000, a 401k, and health benefits, and $50,000 to somebody who's never made money before was all big deal. I was like, I'm rich. I remember that moment too, yeah. I was like, and I have health benefits for the first time. And this was 2008 now where people were losing their jobs and like New York City was just not the same as it was. It was not flowing in opportunity. So I took that job and I worked there for two years. And this is kind of scandalous, but I started dating my boss. So he was somebody that was a huge part of my life, became my boyfriend. And with that, I had to leave that job. But it was a huge opportunity for me because I wanted to discover what it was that I really wanted to do. And at the time, I was really into food. So I had a food blog called Miss Buttercup. And I got into photography and traveling. And I don't know, I was just exposed to this whole world of entrepreneurship that I never really allowed myself to to explore because I was always programmed to think somebody needs to pay you, somebody needs to give you health insurance. So fast forward a little bit to me going back to private equity for four years because I wanted more stability. I wanted to have a nice home. That relationship ended up breaking up and I needed to build myself up again. And again, I was back into this I guess, like Lux lifestyle of making more than six figures, having health insurance, having all that stability back in my life. But 
the one thing that I felt was missing was this feeling of fulfillment and this feeling of happiness that when you achieve everything that you're meant to achieve, and I say that in air quotes, then what is that feeling that everyone is talking about? That feeling of peace and just feeling like you wake up feeling alive. I was not feeling that at all. So I quit that job in 2017 and I thought I wanted to be a travel blogger and my platform was a travel platform for a little while. And that really introduced me to this whole influencer world. This was 2017 where it was becoming very popular. People were getting paid to post on Instagram. And I was like, what? I've been living under a rock. (laughs) I love that. So during this journey, I was traveling all over the world and That was the beginning of my spiritual journey. And I have to credit traveling because I was meeting all these different types of people and people really aligned to what they were doing, both on a spiritual, spiritual plane and living their dream lives and making money. That was the key. It was that they were happy with their lives and they were making a living out of it. And so I just started experimenting with going to sound baths, meditations, and learning about this spiritual realm that I guess I was always afraid to tap into. I don't know why I had so much resistance. And then throughout my travels, I met people. And you again, going into synchronicity, you meet the people that you need to meet at the time that you need to meet them. So, so many people that I was meeting were telling me, you have such great energy. Have you ever considered working with energy? And I would literally take that advice seriously. And I would enroll in, I enrolled in Reiki 1, Reiki 2. And then I went to India to study Kundalini Yoga, mostly because I was just interested in energy and how people who are working with energy just seemed to get something that I wasn't understanding. They just understood a world that was beyond our physical realm, if that makes sense. And then I realized that, okay, my life is improving. I'm becoming a magnet for the things I've always wanted. Things are opening up for me. Things are aligning for me. And I really want to teach this to other people. I don't know. Maybe I should take a pause there if you had any questions or thoughts. I had goosebumps, as you said, this last piece of things are aligning for me. I think taking that pause and being present to the fruit of our dedication and commitment is such an important part of the journey. And something that I got curious about as you were sharing your story, Laura, is you said that for most of your life, you were very resistant to spirituality. What was that experience like? And what was the thought or belief behind that? Yeah, so... I, to just be very vulnerable and raw and honest, I went through a very, very violent and traumatic childhood, in particular with my father. And I share about this on my podcast and with my community. It's something that I really did open up about maybe a year or two ago. And it's something that I don't share as often now because I feel like I've done a lot of that healing and I don't want to dwell on it. But I 
went through a very, very violent childhood and even throughout my teens and 20s. And that would manifest in so many different ways, right? Like the father wound is so deep, it would manifest in me not being able to commit to relationships, not being able to commit to things, not feeling grounded and stable. I mean, it manifests in so many different ways. But the the reason why I realized I had to do the deep spiritual work finally is because I kept attracting the same kind of guy. And the same kind of guy would show up in my physical reality. And I'd just be like, okay, I finally get it. There's something about me. There's something about my energy or a void of something that I am attracting these people. And the common denominator is me. So obviously, I need to go in deep within myself. And I think I was afraid to go there because I was afraid of what I would find that maybe I really was damaged, and that I really did have daddy issues. And that I was so undesirable because I was so wounded that why would anybody love somebody like me? And I blamed myself for all of my relationships downfalling, all of the wonderful things that normal quote unquote people want, like a family and children and a house with a white picket fence and a husband. Those were all things that I feared so much. And when I finally realized that it was me and that it's okay and I needed to do this healing was when my whole world opened up to me. So I think to answer your question, what got me scared was me and my deep darkness. Perceived darkness. Perceived darkness. And was there a moment that was a turning point that you can recall? Yes, actually. A friend of mine invited me to this book club that he was hosting. And the book club was seven weeks to finding your soulmate. And I was joking around with him. I was like, I don't think I'm ready to meet my soulmate. There's like definitely things that I need to work on within myself. And one of the things I realized in this was because the book talks about your relationship to your parents and the relationship that they had to each other. And I was, the light bulb went off in my head. I was like, whoa, this is so deep. This is like deeper than what I thought it was. It was really like the healing I had to do with my own father. Wow, that is so powerful. And I so resonate with this. I remember when someone recommended calling in the one book to me, which is all about calling in your soulmate as well. I started reading it. And then at some point, probably third way through it, I just dropped it. And deep inside, I knew it was because I wasn't ready. I didn't have the space in my life to visualize waking up to someone and sharing my life with someone. I didn't yet cultivate level of being there for myself in a way where that would allow for space for plus one. And so I didn't come back to it until, I don't know, a couple of years after that, after I had traveled around the world and done all the things I wanted to do. And then I just had this moment, this turning point where I knew, okay, I'm ready. And I picked up the book again. And within weeks, I met the one I'm still with. And I think it's the same. I know it's the same with money, with business success. Anytime we are not happy with what we have in our hands right now, if we really trace back the thought patterns and beliefs that led us here, it's because we've chosen smaller than we are capable of, because we're all capable of way more than we even like can perceive. So it's such a beautiful reminder that when we're ready, we 
meet the right teachers and the right tools, but it's also a matter of just honoring the process of divine timing, right? Oh my gosh. As you were saying that, like my heart is fluttering because I'm so glad you asked me to do this right now at this time in my life because energetically you need to prepare your body energetically just to hold everything that you want in your life. And people don't realize that. They just want, 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 and they want to be in a relationship. They want the career. They want the business. And they haven't prepared themselves for what that actually means. And so I'm only able to speak now to you on your incredible platform because I've done the work and have expanded my aura to have all these experiences. Wow. So when you talk about energetically preparing your body to hold all the visions you have for yourself, what are some of the practices that have helped you along the way? Yeah. So I do obviously Kundalini yoga and I specifically right now am doing a Kriya for expanding your aura. I know we spoke a little bit about this, but I believe that we are all energetic and that we all have these supernatural abilities, especially working in the quantum field. And we can literally expand our auras to project a message or our specific frequency out into the quantum field. And it takes us to hold the power within ourselves and activate ourselves, our DNA, and to hold that frequency in our body, in our physical bodies so that we can project this information out of our aura. And I really hope I'm explaining this in a way that people will understand because it is kind of a hard hard thing to understand because you can't see it. It's something that you feel. And then I also obviously give myself Reiki every day and I clear my energy channels. I meditate every day, but not even just like, the kind of meditation I used to do, but it's a very specific meditation in talking to my guides and my higher self to receive messages and downloads. And yeah, I just, I have to do that every day because if I don't, then I feel very lost and not grounded. Yes. I love the way you explain it. Yes, it is something that can't be seen, but it very much can be felt. And part of this devotional path is just blindly trusting, even if we can't explain it, even if we can't see it, trusting that power, this divine power of love that is always guiding us, your spirit guides, your angels, whatever you want to name it, uh, good old G-O-D universe, whatever it is. You know, to me, it's all the same thing. I don't have any religious background growing up, really. So to me, that word God is not really loaded. And to me, it's replaceable with the word universe or divine. And I know it's different for everyone. So it's just an invitation to find the wording that feels right for you. But before we continue on this, I also got so curious, Laura, as you were talking about all the different iterations of your digital self-expression that you've tried along the way and hustled through, like being a food blogger, being a travel blogger. I know that it seems that once you create a certain presence on social media, pivoting it can be challenging on an energetic level. What was your experience of all these different pivots and self-expressions? Yeah, I love this question because I don't want anybody to pigeonhole themselves in one particular identity or job title or anything like that, because we are humans and we get to express 
our lives in different ways and explore different pathways. I believe at the core of all of the things I've ever done, it was to find what resonates with you, what makes you feel alive and create your dream life. And that was expressed through food in exploring different kinds of cuisines and restaurants. And then that was expressed through travel, traveling the world, experience new cultures, meet new people. And now it's through your own inner work, your own inner realms. And so I think you're always on your path. No, I believe you're always on your path. And maybe you get a little sidetracked here and there, like myself, where I went back to private equity. And maybe you get a little lost along the way. But I ultimately believe that the road is not linear. It's like a huge weaving, waving path where you need to sometimes go off the path to remember your way back to your path of why you're here in the first place. And I ask a lot of my community, like, is it confusing that I keep changing what I'm doing? And I have people messaging me from way back when I was Miss Buttercup underscore NYC saying, hey, I remember you from Miss Buttercup. And I'm just so excited of what you've built because I've been, you know, doing Instagram since 2012 and they're still with me and they want to go on this journey with me of self-discovery. And if you're not iterating and if you're not pivoting, then you are not growing. So I would say that that's not a good sign if you're not pivoting. (laughs) That is such a good reminder because I think what's holding people back from pivoting is this fear of losing what we've already built. I've certainly had that. But deep inside, there's this knowing that whoever is meant to be impacted by my message will be always, whether that's 10 people following me or 10 million. It's this Again, devotional surrendered trust that whoever is ready to receive the message will receive it. And some things that seem like a deviation from the path are actually perfection because it, one, like you said, remind us who we are and what we're here to do. And two, it might open doors that the more straightforward path would not have opened. You know, I also started as a food blogger and that's how a lot of people still know me. And because I built the platform Breakfast Criminals now, there's brand trust and recognition and doors have opened to me using that momentum and this trust that I've built over the years. And now I'm able to use it to spread other messages like conscious social media and intuitive entrepreneurship and spiritual tools. And sometimes my ego is like, I don't want to be known as a food blogger anymore. You know, everyone remember me as this, but you're right. Like it, it doesn't even matter what the external expression of it is. And we always magnetize exactly the right people into our experiences. Exactly. Well, I also like have been playing with this, with this idea of, do I just start from scratch and do I just, you know, start a whole other platform and start new? But I believe that all of those iterations and pivots make you who you are today. And so I decided against that. So speaking of starting something brand new, this is one of the reasons I'm stoked about TikTok because to me, it does feel like this brand new place where literally a month ago I had 30 followers and now I have 50,000. I don't know how that, I mean, I have theories on how it happened and energetic explanations of things. And one of them is that there was this sense of 
emptiness and this sense of nothingness that allowed me to reconnect to what I'm the most excited about to share with the world. And you have been growing so fast and sharing so much value. So just walk me through, how did you get started on Tech Talk? What brought you there in the first place? Well, thank you so much for those words coming from you. Wow. So I honestly think that if we weren't under this pandemic quarantine situation, I probably would not have been on TikTok because before this all happened, my life was such a hot mess. Well, it felt like a hot mess. I was running around and didn't have time for anything. And even the platforms that I did have I just felt like way overwhelmed and I was seeing clients going back and forth into the city and I just didn't have time for anything. And on top of that, I was so bored with Instagram at this point. I was so unmotivated and I just didn't even want to do it anymore. And then during this pandemic, I wanted to just dance. Really, that was like the first reason why I got onto TikTok because I had all of this energy inside of me. And I just wanted to move my body. And I was so motivated by, by what I was singing on TikTok that I just started doing dancing videos. And then it was probably like March. I was kind of dabbling around with it, but I was still so stressed out from my personal job because I had moved everything online. And I know some people might be saying, are you crazy? You were making money and you were stressed out. But I realized that this time was very special. And I was even telling my own clients to just slow down and take rest and create space for yourself. But I wasn't creating that own space for myself. So the beginning of April, I just shut everything down. I shut off all of my online programs, my distance healing. I just started slowing down on that. I just stopped offering things to give myself personally space to breathe and, and remember why I'm doing this in the first place. And also just from like reminding myself of you don't have to do any of this. Like you can just stop it and see what comes out and the other side and just pause. And I think I was doing all of that because I was afraid of, you know, losing clients and not making enough money. And that was probably the same time I started joining the daily cacao circles with flow. And so all I was doing was waking up, doing my morning practice, attending the circles. And then that was it. I was just giving myself all of this space. And this was probably the middle of April. And that is when my TikTok exploded. I literally went to bed one night with 30 followers. And then the next day, it was like 3000. And I was like, what? And it just kept growing from there. And I honestly think it was because I had given myself the space, the time to just be creative again, and to just remember to have fun, and to translate what I'm all about in a new way, in a new way that was more exciting and more fun than Instagram was offering to me. So now I literally do the same thing. I, I wake up, I do my practice, I join cacao, I listen into what I want to share, what my guides are telling me to share, and then I just create. 
And then, yeah, I mean, I'm slowly bringing back the clients, but now I'm realizing the beauty of space and that doing nothing is where you create, actually. So before we go into the specifics of what content you post and what are some things that you've learned along the way, I'm curious, have you seen any results from growing your account yet, like client bookings or more traffic on your site or anything like that? Yes. So I've seen actually my Instagram following grow. It hasn't been like tens of thousands, but definitely daily where I was losing a lot of followers just because I wasn't posting as much on my Instagram, consistently growing. And more people are signing up for my classes that I'm offering now. More people are interested in my distance Reiki healing Right before this, actually, I just led a circle and they found me on TikTok. Yeah, just like personally, I think it's allowed me to show my my services in a different way. And it's just only been expansive from here. I'm totally with you. I talk about this more in my dedicated TikTok episodes and in my YouTube videos. But I've also noticed that my personal Instagram, where is Xenia, has been at a standstill for about a year. In terms of number of followers, it goes up and down, up and down. And ever since TikTok explosion, it's gone up for the first time. And same with my YouTube videos, same thing with the traffic. And I'm getting brand partnerships now because of TikTok that are super aligned. So it's very interesting and the possibility is so big. And I'm curious, so how did you, was there a strategy you were following or how, what's your take on coming up with content and what have you noticed resonate with people? What have you noticed didn't work as well as you thought it would? Because that's how TikTok goes. The most unexpected things blow up. So what are kind of generally like the lessons you've learned? Well, first of all, I just love TikTok because it reminds me of Instagram when we first joined, when I first joined, where you can literally just be creative and throw something up there and just have fun with it. And now I feel like it's so like strategic and it just like brought out all the joy out of creating and and TikTok has just been so fun because I'm literally just creating from a place of love and joy and posting it. And if, if it does quote unquote, not good, meaning like it's still viewed by a thousand people, then it's viewed by a thousand people who is still enjoyed that content that I created. So what I noticed really worked, which you know, some things like you said, blew up that I was kind of shocked about. I was like, why do people like this? I'm just walking bare feet on my lawn. (laughs) But I think that it provides some people with calm, certain posts just provide people with an escape. And I think that's what makes your content resonate with me is like seeing fire and seeing the countryside where I can't naturally go to. And the dancing ones definitely do good because people just want to move their body and want to feel motivated by that. Um, Maybe things that people didn't know before, like one of the first videos that went viral for me was to empaths to cover your head because in Kundalini Yoga, we wear turbans to cover our energy from our head, actually. And it just went viral because people didn't know that. And especially during this pandemic where you're just so sensitive to energies, I think, again, like, I think during this time was a special time for me to grow my TikTok because 
more people were at home, more people were craving these spiritually charged content and wanting to understand what was actually going on beyond the physical realm, maybe. And so I just look out for what videos do well and create more of those and answer people's questions, not only in the comments, but through a video form. I love that function so much. I love doing that as well. So I've noticed that you're very consistent with how often you post. Is it three times a day? Yes. So when I mentioned that I was really like growing in the middle of April, I posted five videos in one day. And that's the night that my account exploded to 3000 people. And I noticed maybe unfortunately that quantity (laughs) is the master of this game. So in the beginning, especially if you want to grow your following, I don't know if that's important to people, but you have to post at least three videos a day. That's what I noticed. Very interesting. I'm still, you know, I feel like it's like the Instagram algorithm where we can speculate, but no one knows anything for sure. Same with using hashtags, same with what time of the day you post. And what I've also noticed is that sometimes there's a huge wave of growth. I had a video that has almost a million views that keeps getting more. And it was about our move to the tiny cabin from New York City. And that led to so many other videos being viewed and to me getting 35,000 followers in just a matter of days. And then it slowed down. And for about a week, it barely moved. So I think it's just, have you also noticed waves in the way it grows? Yeah, I've also noticed that the videos that I'm super excited about and that I charge with my own energy and I'm like, this is going to do so well, it doesn't. And then some random video that I literally took five minutes to create just like explodes. So like you said, I don't really understand the algorithm. Somebody told me not to use for you page or the hashtag FYP because it's spam. But then I see other accounts doing that and then their videos going viral. So all I know is that I just want to come from a place of authenticity and aligning to my truth and coming from the intention of I just want to share knowledge that I have and inject some inspiration and positivity and hope for people. And that's really all I can do. For sure. And for anyone who's listening, and on the one hand, you're excited to get on TikTok. And on the other hand, you're like, what? Three to five times a day? I don't have time for this. I also want to quickly address that and say that at the peak of my growth, if I look back, I was also posting two to three times a day. So I must contribute to it in some way. And I'm curious, Laura, in your experience, how long does it take to come up with the content, film it, edit it, and put it out? What's your estimate? Okay. So when I say like three times a day or three videos in one day, this is like, I'm telling you, when I'm in that creative flow and everyone talks about that, when you are in the flow, it's almost like not work. And so when I do my daily practice and when I'm sitting with cacao and allowing that energy to flood me, I almost feels like I'm overtaken by like my body and my spirit's overtaken by another entity, like an energy, like I'm channeling something. And literally, I'll just go outside, put on my tripod, turn on the music, turn on the video, 
and my body just takes over. And then I just start typing the words and I post and I could be doing this maybe for an hour, not even, and I'll post three to five videos in that hour. And that's what I mean by flow. It's just not difficult. It's not hard. And to me, it doesn't seem like work. I don't know if that is helpful. Yes, I'm so with you. And if you're sitting there waiting for the creative wave to hit, it probably won't hit. What it requires is us to create the space for it to hit. So doing our own practices, doing our own rituals so that we can meet that creative wave, that that spirit of creativity where it's at instead of sitting there and waiting in the corner. So I totally resonate with that and feel that. And I'm also super curious to hear, Laura, about you have mentioned in our Instagram exchange, you know, being able to feel the frequency behind other people's content, especially on TikTok. What is your experience with it and how do you read that? Oh, I love this question. So I work with energy and actually at the heart of it, everyone is intuitive. Everyone listening to this is intuitive and has gut instincts and you can feel someone's energy without even meeting them. Just them having their presence on social media is an energetic exchange that you can feel and you can feel how genuine they are versus if they're kind of just doing this for the money or if it's like a, you know, a paid or advertised and advertised content or if they genuinely just want to give you impactful content, you can feel that energy. And all it takes really is for you to tune in, like watch their video, watch their movements, how they speak, and let that vibration of the words land on you and just sit with it and ask yourself, how does this make me feel? And you will get the answer. I think a lot of people might miss these cues because they're just scrolling mindlessly or they're distracted or they're doing a thousand things at once. But if you just take the time to be a little bit more slow and actually take in the people's content that you're following, then you will feel that frequency. I totally agree with you. I believe that we're all intuitive and I believe that everyone listening to this, you're listening to it for a reason. And my intention is that there's something in this conversation that expands what you think is possible for you and gives you loving push to reconnect with your own creative muse because us sharing our experiences is just a way to see what's possible. But ultimately, I noticed that the more I follow formulas, the less success I create. And the more I just surrender to the creative spirit and joy, the more impact I am able to create. Exactly. And I honestly have to say, if three videos per day or even one video per day overwhelms you, and if you actually are not in the space of wanting to create something, I would say don't because it's only going to come from a place of should and need to. And that's just not a good vibration to send out into the world, into your platform. And I forget which episode it was, but you you said, or one of your guests said that your Instagram handle and every social media presence you have is almost like your altar. It's like your home, energetic home. And so like when people come to you and your platform, like how does it make people feel? Don't you want people to feel warm and invited and inclusive? 
So I would actually advise you to not create anything if you're not in that aligned space. Yes. And also to take that even a layer deeper, how does it make you feel? I was just actually recording a video right before this where I was addressing this exact concept that you just brought up of not only how your feed makes you, not only how your feed makes others feel, but also how it makes you feel, making sure that it's the most aligned, joyful, expensive representation of yourself out there in the world, because why not? Exactly. I love that. So Laura, I'm excited to go and post more on TikTok and excited to continue following your journey. I really appreciate you sharing your story. And I think it's going to be very inspiring to so many. And before we wrap up, is there anything else that I didn't ask you about that you feel called to share? Yeah, I just wanted to remind everybody that each of us, each of you listening to this holds a specific frequency and you're special in your own way. You came here with specific life experiences, gifts, talents, and you have something deep within you that maybe you haven't uncovered that is laying dormant in there that needs to be shared with the world. So whatever it is, do whatever it takes to uncover that and build up your energy, build up your mindset to share that with the world. Because now more than ever, we need more conscious leaders. We need more leaders to show up who have intention to make this a better place. And it's really our job to not be quiet anymore. So thank you so much. That was so beautifully sad. What a beautiful call to action. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you so much, Ksenia. How cool is it to think about social media information as energy frequencies? I bet you're inspired to give TikTok a try, whether that's posting your own videos or just peeking in there and seeing what resonates. If you are feeling the possibility that Laura and I discussed in this episode, and the possibility is crazy big and it's there, then head over to wokenwire.com slash TikTok. I will be creating a downloadable PDF or a workbook or something of that sort. We'll see what comes through that will guide you through getting started on your journey and identifying how to create content, how to get started, and how to do it in a way that feels aligned for you. Because I'm here to tell you that it's possible. And the results you might get from it might blow you away like no other platforms have assisted you with creating. So head over to wokenwire.com slash TikTok and I have a special gift there for you. If you enjoy the show, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes and share it with a friend who you think could benefit from the message. Find all the show notes and all the resources on WokenWired.com and also join the WokenWired podcast listener Facebook group. It's a private group where you can connect with people who are like-minded and say hello on Instagram. Find me at Woke and Wired. Stay woke, stay wired, and take three deep breaths right now.